Hey, it's Jose Galison. You're watching No Way Jose. You can find me on No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me all the major audio packagers and Odyssey as well. I highly suggest following me on Odyssey. You never know when I might get nuked. Uh, you know, shit happens. Uh, I do want to give credit to Justin Campbell due to me and my intro uh, at jcamp1521. He's the dude. Uh, if you have any podcast needs, whether it be clips, intros, etc., uh, he's definitely able to help you out. He has a lot of other big dogs that he works for. So definitely go hit him up if you're someone looking for help there. Uh, today my guest is Magnus Panvidia. Just so you guys know, I always give you the rundown. Uh, it is a live stream if you're watching on the 28th. Uh, it will be, it will go, I'll put it like public or, or private unlisted, whatever, after, right after the stream. And about a week later, I'll bring it back up. Uh, I'll put, make it public, make it a numbered episode. I'll republish it on my stuff. Um, it, roughly about a week, give or take. Uh, if you want to have access to in the meantime, uh, here's the internet grifting. You got to get on uh, patreon.com, just no way Jose 2020. The lowest level is two bucks. Uh, that gets you the basic, just you know, to view the episode in the meantime. There's multiple levels, the highest level being uh, 20 bucks, and those are my sponsors. Uh, that's my CD McRae of the Whiskey Tea Podcast. One of them, I have Jeremy. Uh, he has an Etsy shop at etsy.com shop slash raising liberty. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jeremy Rhymes. I also have Mikel Thorpe of the Expat Money Show. If you're a big baller out there and you want to move out of the country, you want to go, uh, you want to go uh, to somewhere where those taxes are lower or whatever, what have you. He he goes into a lot of stuff like that on his show. He also does it as a business too. So go hit him up. Uh, today the topic is Duncan Lemp. Um, I was kind of surprised. I was looking, trying to like refresh myself on all this stuff, and I was kind of surprised how scant some of the uh, the the content is out there. I thought there'd be a whole lot more. I more or less just wanted to cover this, just to cover it to get people aware, because I know it's been a while since so I've seen any content on it. But I'm kind of surprised over how little content there is. But I'm I'm excited to go into it uh, with Magnus. He was definitely one of the people kind of uh, involved in a lot of this stuff. Oh, something going on in the background. Um, I think I, I have cats breeding in the other room. <laughs> Uh, a lot of you guys know I'm a cat breeder. Anyways, uh, we'll move on past that. Um, anyways, uh, I do want to let you guys know I just my OKC episode dropped uh, publicly uh, today, which is I'm really excited. It's going to be a whole series, so go check that out on the show. Uh, I can't plug that one enough. Uh, there's a lot of parallels with a lot of the crazy stuff the government does and the Duncan Lamp stuff. A lot of we a lot of weird stuff there. Obviously, there's probably more Fed involvement with the uh, the OKC stuff, but still, uh, you know, just kind of the horrors of the government, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, go check out toplobster.com. You still get check out for 10% off. Uh, he has my merch, all sorts of other shows merch. Go check him out. With that, let's go ahead and get into it. Enough grifting. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, dude? Uh, um, it's been I'm, a while. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in Standing Rock right now, so <laughs> on the reservation. Oh, shit. What are you doing there? I'm working. Oh, working? Oh, dude, shit. Um, hopefully, hopefully, the the last couple days of this job before I possibly get hired at a particular firearms rights company that you all will know and love. So yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been hearing that for weeks, so I'm hoping that goes through. You know, uh, final interview Friday. So yeah, sending we'll good vibes your way or whatever. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while since I've had you on the show, so uh, I figure it's good to let you introduce yourself uh, so people know who you are, what you're about, uh, whatever you want to drop, and then we'll start getting into it. Yeah, uh, I am Magnus, uh, internet extraordinaire, top 100 canceled people on the internet. It's really fun. I'm just a big anarchy and firearms activist and have been for a while, and kind of what 
brought me into this whole circle was the story that we were talking today. It kind of like revitalized a lot of people in this space that weren't really involved in activism anymore. They weren't doing any uh, like street on the ground or any kind of tree shaking or any kind of guerrilla activism up and before this. And it really, this really inspired and like lit a fire under a lot of people's asses, not enough people's asses, unfortunately, but yeah, this, this is kind of, this story is important to me because this is in a way kind of like an origin story for how I got involved in everything on top of being such a fucked up case and such an important case that everyone kind of looked over like really a couple gun channels talked about it and Luke Rakowski has brought it up like a few times and Michael Malice has like kept it alive for the most part. But otherwise it's mostly just like when, when you look at people still talking about Duncan, like the most high profile person you'll see is somebody like Josh Smith, you know? So it's like, that's, that's the, you know, the tier we're talking about of, of public attention, despite, especially now with, an, with the federal red flag law being passed, you think this would be the story that would people would hit on constantly but there's just a lot involved with it that i think makes it unattainable to normies plus i think as much as the right talks about moving past the thin blue line they really haven't in a lot of ways so we'll get into all that yeah well uh i do want to go more into larger context as you kind of touch on a little bit like the larger cultural context of it and uh some other kind of tangential things there i probably go over that a little bit more at the end because uh, i do think that's an interesting aspect of the story i do want to say uh you did brought up how it's kind of overlooked uh, I do think, uh, in my personal opinion, maybe, maybe someone else can correct me if I'm wrong, I think the real hero, if there are any heroes to be had of this story, is probably Jim Bovard. Uh, I don't know if you're aware with him. He was probably one of the first journalists who really started picking this up and really ran with it. And he's definitely one of the people, I don't know if he's an anarchist or what, but he's definitely, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, kind of along the same lines. He's one of those people who's been rambling against, uh, like, actually doing what, you know, quote-unquote journalists are supposed to do. Uh, you know, at least the, the romantic idea of what we have of what they're supposed to do. He's been doing that for a long period of time. I think if it wasn't for him, this story would have been a, it would have just completely got breezed over and it wouldn't have gained the little bit of notoriety that it did. Uh, although I, I do think this is one, you know, I mentioned earlier, we touched on, I touched on OKC on my show, the OKC bombing. And that's one of those ones that once you, you just very much like with that and with the Duncan Lump thing, this is one of the things that once you start digging into, you're like, holy shit. Uh, I mean, for different reasons, the uh, OKC thing one, you really get like, holy shit, right. look at all the Fed involvement. This one's like, holy shit, they fucked up. And it's like insanely obvious how bad they fucked up. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. that's kind of um because I've, I've been on here. I did the whole Johnny Hurley show with you. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, like my, my whole article I broke wrote about that, the main thing I focused on was paying attention to when the police changed their story. Those are the cases that get interested in me. And all of all the stories I've covered, whether it's Juve, whether it's Duncan Lemp, whether it's Fonta Bitly or Johnny Hurley, there's all these cases where if you don't go into Google and use the search setting where you're like, well, I only want to see news articles from this month, and you only like look at the most recent thing, it's obvious why like first thought, best thought, you'd be like, oh, well, this is a done deal. To where if you look at how the timeline changes, you're like, wait a minute here. They did what? And then they said this happened, but now this happened. And all these are under sworn testimony. Their statements to the press, they're said in court, yet they're turned out to be lies. So it's like, and of course, no one ever gets in trouble for it. And that's Duncan's kind of what inspired that because I think um, off the top of my head, I did I did do a little bit of refreshing earlier today just to make be ready for this. But off the top of my head, I think the police have given five separate stories of not only why they raided Duncan, but also what happened that night. 
And those stories go from just like little details that are really important, but minor to like the entire justification being not what they said it was. And, you know, that's insane. And of course they investigated themselves and no one got charged in anything. So here we are. Yeah. I mean, I, if, from what I recall, almost to almost every aspect of the story is some, to some degree changed uh, multiple times. I recalled it being three, but then again, it could have been more. So I will say, I want to give a big caveat for anyone watching this. For all we know, we could have something wrong, uh, but it's more or less the, what the cop side of the story is. Uh, I mean, we'll probably get most of the other things pretty much correct, but it's like, they changed their shit so much. And it's almost like, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's, it's just this mind fuck on you where it's like so hard to keep up with story. And it, I mean, if it's intentional, it's genius because that was one of the hardest parts about keeping track of the story. Cause you, you want to do your due diligence and like, kind of, I guess, um, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it was like, give, uh, be fair to the cops, but it's almost like, you're like, well, I gotta, you have to know the other side of the story. Right. You, like, you, you don't, you don't want to yeah. step on a rake and claim something that gets proven bullshit and then look like an idiot. Like, yes. Yeah. So I do want to say, I mean, for all we know, there could be something that's changed to us, but it's more, that's more a result of the cops changing their story so many times as, as opposed to us being, you know, not really on top of it. It's hard to be on top of it when they change so often. And it, it is one thing I, it's, it's fair. I'd say it's fair for the cops to change their story a little bit here and there, depending on what, you know, we're talking about what given case, like that's fair, but now that like, will come yeah. out and like things will become more clear and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like if, if some, I, it's I feel like, probably about to, about to say though, when like it's, it's two polar different realities, there's no way that you could have fucked this up. Which yeah. like when we get into the timeline, like the, the, how Duncan was killed compared to how they said he was killed the first time and then the second time are so radically different that there's no way that they could have fucked this up like that yeah this was intentional someone was lying or covering this up yeah and like i can understand like if me or you was in some sort of high stress scenario something crazy happened someone died i can understand adrenaline all sorts of craziness you know mixed stories between the people on the scene uh but when you change your story three, four, five, six times and and not just minor details and completely changes the story entirely, it is like th- th- that's getting past the point of like, okay, it's that will I'll allow it type thing. It's like you're getting to the spot of all right, you're fucking with me. Like it, it, there's something's going on here. It's not there's no legit. But all right, uh, real quick, I'm gonna do one bring you a super chat. Uh, Quest Fanning, uh, appreciate you, brother. Uh, the five dollars. Saw you in a slew, folks. Got suspended on Twitter. Uh, a regular pogrom over the F. Uh, yeah, uh, me and Magnus both got nuked. Uh, pretty much almost all the Tower Power guys, except for Clint and uh, Top, I think, and Toad. Uh, Josh Smith got nuked as well. Uh, so yeah, we're all we've all gotten nuked. Uh, I'm back. Uh, so if but I don't know how long that'll be. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, you can follow they, me. I they, think. Go ahead. They hit the they hit the three D printed gun community really yeah. hard. They hit a bunch of ammo people really hard. Gun merch stores really hard. Uh, this my shirt store and my you know, where all my merch I'm wearing from. You can't even link it on Twitter anymore. If you type conspira-t.com, it will say this message cannot be sent. Which like is a nuclear option they usually only use on people like they banned Infowars and stuff like that. So I feel honored to be targeted this heavily. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 wild. Uh, if only you had the prominence of Alex Jones. <laughs> right. Fuck. Yeah. 
it's this weird it's this weird game when it comes to like nuke getting nuked it's like if you're high enough level it if anything it only makes you stronger it's kind of like the obi-wan quote like if you strike me down you now you only make me stronger but there is a certain le- like thing where like if you're at below a certain disappear. level it just fucks you <laughs> like, like it, I, is, I mean, it is funny it is funny though that my my gang of stalkers on twitter are running around and accusing random people of being secretly my alt which yeah. is just great <laughs> like I think someone, I think someone even accused Reed of being like Reed's new account of being my alt, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> Reed doesn't have a new account. That's probably Dennis, by the way. No, because <laughs> no, I, I got banned before Reed, and well, Reed got banned. Reed came back, then I came back, then I got banned, and then people accused Reed's new account that then got banned again of being me. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I will say, like, as a content creator myself, like the there is a small benefit from getting nuked, although I'm not a fan of it uh i mean it depends on what you're doing um there is like it does allow you to build up your alternate channels because you get to be it's it's almost like this demonstration of like look here i'm on the mainstream thing and they don't let me here so you should go to the other thing uh it doesn't work so well with like a show like mine but say like tower power it's like worked great for us like we got nuked off youtube and our odyssey following has gone up through the roof so uh but we kind of had a decent enough following and stuff but yeah, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me, I think I'm uh, Senor Jose 2020 now on Twitter. I don't know how long it'll last, but you can follow me on Facebook. I have my I'm Jose Galison, or you can follow my my uh, podcast page, No Way Jose, on Facebook as well. I'm on MeWe and uh, fucking uh, all was it? Yeah, I'm on Getter, although I don't really ever do anything on there because it's. Fucking I'm, I'm I'm enjoying my social media free break for like a month or two until I get a new phone and make Twitter again, and then I'll come back with the most obnoxious hype video ever. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoyed being off for. I was probably off for about a week before I uh, came back just today, uh, but, or was it yesterday? I don't even remember. My my concept of time's awful, but uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the little break. Uh, but uh, the Roe v. Wade thing was like, man, I gotta come back. <laughs> I, I was glad to, to avoid that. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad I'm off Twitter right now. No, I'm oh, like a pig. I'm like a pig and shit. I, I love it whenever there's shit like that. Giant, giant <laughs> drama and controversy. Yeah, I, I just want to I just want to drop a hose mad tweet. Right. Uh, I've just been getting like the fucking outside of it and and then obviously like personal family Facebook having like meltdowns and I'm like, boy, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this. But yeah. But anyways, let's back to Mag or back to Mag, back to uh, Duncan. Uh, I want to start with uh, for one. I mean, I, I will give you the very uh, basic. Uh, so you guys, if you don't know the Duncan Lamp story, just very basic, bare bones. We're gonna go to more. I want to start with what kind of kicked it off. But just to give you guys context, of what we're talking about, Duncan Lamp was a dude who uh, essentially uh, these are. I guess I can give you the the, the bare bones of that matchup of all the stories. There's a no knock warrant. Dude died. I, I, I mean, honestly, that's probably I can't think of much else they agree on all the different stories. That's probably the the the, the thing that I mean. I'm sure there's probably other crossovers, but that's the bare bones thing. Uh, Duncan Lamp, he died. He lived in a house with his uh, parents, his uh, teenage brother. I think I have been 19. I don't know if he's still in high school or not. Then his uh, pregnant girlfriend, uh, who he was sleeping next to when it all happened. Uh, so I think that's probably all the basic stuff that everything everyone agrees on. Uh, I mean, at least that's pertinent. But now I want to start with um, what started it. Uh, if you recall, what kicked off the entire event? Like, what was the what was the impetus for the cops to do it? If you recall, so which so which which one of the three stories <laughs> that the county prosecutor has given? So 
the the initial the initial story that the police gave out was that it was a red flag warrant because Duncan was a threat or danger to the community or something like that. And that uh, the main thing that had, had peaked it is because apparently, according to the police, he had a felony from when he was a ch- child, when he was a minor, that prevented him from owning handguns. That has never been proven true. There is no court record of that. That was thrown out in court, it too, and believe. it just got immediately ignored. So that was police story number one. And then at like when I, I'll point out when this matches up in the timeline when I describe what happened, like how they change, what times they changed their story. Police story number two was that the that he was being surveilled because he was part of the three percenter movement, which I mean mo- I feel like most people know who they are, but it's essentially just boilerplate militia. They come in all sorts of flavors. Some of them are more cop kind of people. Some of them are more far right kind of people. Some of them are more libertarian. Some of them are just rednecks in the fucking woods and everything in between. But he was a big militia guy. He was a big, like, very much like libertarian anarchist of, like, the kind of Ross Ulbricht sort, sort of nerdy type. But he also liked guns. He was big into coding. He was working on encryption and stuff like that. Big fan of Assange and Snowden. And essentially he was being surveilled. And the police were tipped off that he apparently had an illegal fully automatic weapon. How the police were p- tipped off is that he posted to his own Instagram him holding a IWI Travor which is a civilian replica of the Israeli like primary combat rifle. You can buy a Travor anywhere in this country at most gun stores. I The last gun show I went to, there was like 30 of them. It's a very, very common civilian rifle that you can buy. For some reason, the police assumed that he had the illegal Israeli fully automatic version that he had smuggled into the country. That was their assumption. And instead of checking to see if it, that rifle was the IWI or was the Israeli version, they gave a no-knock warrant over his house. That was also proven to be bullshit because, yeah, he just had an IWI. He didn't have a fully automatic weapon. The police never checked. And even in the the when uh, the cops were finally judged to be not at fault of anything, the judge was like, oh, well, it, it appears that uh, we were in error in assuming that was a fully automatic weapon. But the warrant was still fine and nobody did anything wrong. So it's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then the, the third and final reason that they gave out for, uh, for it was essentially that he, um, they, there was a confidential informant that, uh, according to them, told them that he was in possession of a bunch of illegal firearms. And that's why they raided his house. But he wasn't in possession of any illegal firearms. And that confidential witness, whoever that may be, if they ever existed, has never been named. So which one of those stories is true? Is any of those stories true? We'll never fucking know, probably. And that's where we're at with it. Uh, I do want to ask you your thoughts. I've heard people quibble about whether it's a red flag, technically considered a red flag thing or not. In my opinion, because I think people typically conventionally think of red flags and they think of people being like, hey, this person is going to go shoot up a school or they're mentally unwell or they're going to kill themselves or whatever. And some concerned family member or member of the community says, hey, we should go check them out. Obviously, this is the typical fucking, you know, boilerplate, what a red flag is supposed to be and, you know, uh, so that, you know, anyone, you know, most people go, oh, well, this, why would we have any issue with that? Like, you know, if this is a legitimate threat, we should go deal with it. But obviously, you know, 
the slippery slope is real. I know people consider that a uh, logical fallacy. I think that's fucking bullshit. I think that's just, you know, pattern recognition is all that a slippery slope is. We realize that, you know, I mean, this is just conventional social uh, interactions. And anyone knows, you know, if you've had a child uh, or any, anything, that's probably the best example I, th I can think of is if you allow them to do certain things, a lot of times, you know, you, you give them an inch, they take a mile, uh, depending on what it is. Um, so I guess I want to get your thoughts on whether it's a red flag. I'm, I'm mostly also like I did want to bring attention to the aspect of that. For one, red flags aren't really this overly defined thing, which is kind of the problem. This is kind of the issue that we even yeah, have to debate whether it's a red flag. That's why we're concerned about this. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the issue we even have to debate whether it's a red flag is kind of the issue with red flags because it's like, okay, so this is an extremely fucking vague thing. Like, there, there's, so, and I also think it's really important because. Uh, and this is actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do the Duncan Lemp thing, uh, because uh, it was a you know topical thing with a lot of the gun stuff that went through, which uh, yeah. I know that was a big it, hot it, topic. It, and the it kind of got overshadowed by a lot of the abortion stuff that just came out. Uh, but I guess I'll let you get your thoughts on it real quick. Yeah, it, it, it explicitly a red flag warrant or as Maryland calls it, the, the state that killed him, an extreme protection order according to the judge, because that was one of their stories, that they, he signed an extreme protection order because he believed Duncan Lemp was an immediate threat to something or someone at some point. That was their story. So they're calling it a extreme protection order, a.k.a. a red flag warrant. So whether it's a debate... Now, the only debate is whether that's actually what happened, you know, but according to at least their initial story, that this was a crazed, deranged, anti-government extremist in his home that was preparing to commit... Well, possibly preparing to commit actions of violence because no crime was committed. So we needed to go in and take his firearms by busting in his window at four in the morning and shooting him in his bed. I digress. But, you know, that it, so 100% it was a red flag. And in Maryland, obviously, they couldn't charge him with anything. There, he hadn't committed a crime. So there was no warrants. Like, they couldn't sign a warrant for his house unless there was suspicion that he had, you know, committed a crime. No crime had been committed. And even I even find the IWI thing, like the history of war and it possibly being an Israeli salt rifle, to be like kind of you know a, a limited hangout they call it, where like they kind of give you a, a, a little some they throw someone under bus a little bit, but not that much of like oh well we raided this guy's house we killed him and he was doing nothing wrong. Well, our bad. We thought he had an illegal assault rifle. You can still to this day look up the picture of Duncan with that IWI. You can see IWI on it. It's very obvious. And that, like I said, that is an extraordinarily popular civilian rifle. So you would have to have a very, very ignorant, absolutely stupid cop and police department and SWAT team and the sheriff's department all look at this picture and be like, yes, that is a smuggled black market Israeli assault rifle that he posted on his public Instagram. You know? I mean, so, like, I think that's bullshit. I mean – I will actually, I personally, I'm of the opinion. I don't think that's likely, but it's also plausible because, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, is, I, it is possible. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how it works in the government. They're 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 not this uh, they're not this uh, omniscient fucking benefactor that a lot of people like to make them out to be uh, by any mm. any 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 form. Um, I, I do want to bring up a few things. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the supposed tip. Uh, which this is pertinent, uh, the supposed tip uh, that they got, the anonymous tip, they sat on that for three months, apparently. Um, it was three months prior. According to them, they got the tip. So yep. 
I mean, although I find I doubt I I'm not saying that there that there wasn't a tip. I'm also not saying there was a tip. I find I mean, that he, just, he rolled he he was rolling around with the three percenters, which in a post January sixth world we have learned are exceptionally full of federal agents. So yes, so <laughs> I mean I think uh, personally I'm the opinion it's probably more likely the tip was one of their own or they were doing their own uh, research and they just called it a tip. But it's also possible it was a tip. Either way, that's kind of not really. Uh, I guess that does, kind of doesn't really matter too much. But it is kind I mean, of. Just I mean, like, it's, it's quite possible that someone around Duncan was like, "Yo, this dude's a radical dude," because he was a radical dude. He was an anarchist. He called for the fucking abolition of the government, like you know. And we, in our circles, that might be like common parlance, but like, you know, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, maybe maybe a you know fuddy guy at the range just kind of caught some wind of it and. That's also possible. It, it would be really nice if the police would just come out and say that and end all this speculation. But the fact that just like with how we talked about the Johnny Hurley thing, you know, to flip their own logic up, logic on their own head, you know, if there's nothing to hide, then why don't you just show us if, if you did, if, if it's all above board and this was just, you know, a, a, a justified warrant on a dangerous criminal, then just show all the information. But like, mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, even, for real, even, uh, though, even though even all of the court was uh, it was a behind closed door court, which is really weird because usually that's only applies to federal court. And there was as far as we know, no federal agencies involved in this as far as we know, but they still everything was sealed. The entire court thing was behind doors. So it's like, mm, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't would surprise me if there's some sort of Fed involvement, although there's nothing in the story that I've seen that would suggest it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um I do want to say, uh, I believe from what I recall, uh, someone out there can correct me if I'm wrong, or you can, the warrant that was served, I believe, did not say anything about him being an imminent threat. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe that's yeah. a story that changed, which is another pertinent part of this, which how the fuck are you going to give out a warrant for a no-knock uh, no knock raid uh, that for someone who's not some sort of imminent threat? I guess and maybe they, the, the argument would be that they could dispose of evidence, but it's kind of like, well, you're putting right. yourself in a dangerous situation and others over what evidence? Like, right. okay, that's your best argument. And especially the particular kind of tactic that they use, which, which is, it's not super uncommon, but for someone you don't believe is an imminent threat, and particularly when the house, is, the entire house is full of other civilians that are not involved at all. His, his girlfriend's there, his mom's there, his brother's there, like, there's just a bunch of random people in this house. Duncan's the only target. And I guess we, we can kind of go into like, this is a good jumping off point for the timeline. So their initial story was that they showed up. I forget the exact time, but I think it was like around 4 a.m. or something like that. And I actually got like the direct quote just to make sure I get this 100% right. because this, this is very important. Uh, the officers entering the residence announced themselves as police and, and that they were serving a search warrant. Officers gave commands for individuals inside the residence to show their hand and get on the ground. Upon making contact with Lemp, officers identified themselves as the police and gave him multiple orders to show his hands and comply with the officer's command to get on the ground. Lemp refused to comply with the officer's command and proceeded towards the interior bedroom door where the officers were located. Upon entrance by officers into Lemp's bedroom, Lemp was found in possession of a rifle and was located directly in front of the interior bedroom off entrance door. So to kind of summarize, the way they're saying it happened is they breached the door. They went inside, like obviously like in through the living room, in through hallways and everything, and was interacting with individuals, then got to Duncan's bedroom. Duncan was in his bedroom, 
They told him to get down. He moved away from them. Then they entered his bedroom, and then they saw him with a gun and shot and killed him. Yeah. That was their initial story. What they actually did is something that's called a break and break or a rake and break. I forget what which real one exactly. quick. I want to touch on that real quick. For one, that little bit is fucking retarded. Because on one hand, the only way that would make sense for Duncan Lemp to act in that that manner was if he was trying to do suicide by cop. That's the only way it makes sense to me. Um, what the fuck? I just got a random bunch of stuff about tinder sex on my life whatever um anyways <laughs> uh but anyways yeah no so that only makes sense from a suicide by cop perspective which uh, i mean f- who knows maybe he was but I, I highly doubt it i find that extremely incredulous because for one he was in a he was in his family's house and if you're someone who wants to commit suicide by cop uh i feel like someone who's trying to commit suicide by cop is not going to want to take out uh innocence especially innocence they love with them because especially, they're doing yeah, suicide. your pregnant girlfriend is yeah, in the same exactly. room as you like yeah. he had a lot to live for he had a child on the way uh I mean, he, he had made a lot of money he was really yeah. successful like he was you know he, he he was getting like up in life and everything and but yeah back back to it so so a but, and, no, real quick, i do want to say also on the other end with the cops that makes no sense for the cops to act in that manner because i don't know if you've watched the kenobi thing have you seen Kenobi yet? Have you seen any of those no, episodes? I refuse to watch any of this. It started off pretty bad and then it got to like mid, still not good. I watched the whole thing. But like one of the first few episodes, there's this weird scene where a little, little young Leia is being chased by these like aliens. They're trying to kidnap her. And it's the most ridiculous, like almost like weird chase where like it just the, the people chasing her are acting like idiots. Like right, they see, you have the cops in the living room. room. They're like, Duncan, stop. And then Duncan walks away from them and then they follow. Like, no. Yeah, no, so it makes no. no sense. But anyways, I'll let you move on. I don't want to throw you off, but I, I do yeah. want to point out the ridiculousness of that on its face on both sides, not just Duncan, also in the cops. Like, like they're yeah. not gonna be like, put your hands on these. Not gonna be like, no, I'm just going to the other room. They're like, okay, well, I'll just casually follow you. <laughs> right? Yeah, a whole, a whole, a whole twelve man SWAT team is just gonna yeah. let him wander in the room. So, so a a a break and rake, or I forget which one goes first. But essentially, what it is is that you have a team hit the door. And the exact moment that they hit the door, you have someone else hit a window and then provide cover through the window or go through the window. These are usually used for like barricaded subjects or like heavily armed drug houses. Like this is like a shit going down. We're going to get shot at tactic. And in the warrant, they explicitly say there's no he's no immediate threat. They know there's civilians in the building. They know his pregnant girlfriend's there. And yet they did this tactic. And this and that led to what actually happened, to where the police did not announce that they were police. They did not have this whole interaction inside the house, like they said. What actually happened is that the police booted the door, and then it's a little bit conjecture, but I'm I'm gonna say pretty confident this is what happened. They booted the door. Duncan woke up. He gets out of his bed. He reaches over. He keeps a rifle by his bed. At that exact moment, the cops blast the window open. Still, no one's announced their presence. Immediately look through the window, see Duncan with a rifle, shoot and kill him. Mm-hmm. Then they go in through the window, go in through the door. Fucking Casey's freaking out. They grab Casey. They throw her down on broken glass and fucking handcuff her and let make her sit there for a long time on broken glass while her fucking boyfriend's bleeding out over there. And that's finally when they're like, police search warrant, police search warrant. So their entire story is bullshit. Because even even during like this is even you know conjecture or whatever this came out during the trial that the officer that shot Duncan was outside of the house shot him through the window and that he was at least in either the part we we're not for sure 
And I guess if Casey ever talks to the public, she'll, she maybe will be able to tell us. We don't know whether he was like sitting on his bed or like just getting out of his bed or standing next to his bed. We don't know. But he was essentially like immediate vicinity of his bed and had barely two, three seconds from a dead sleep to someone blowing his door open and then breaking his window to being shot and killed. And the police never announcing their presence this entire time. Yeah, I do want to say, I mean, all right, me and you are... Me and you both anti-government extremists. Uh, I think I mean I, I don't know about y- you. I I actually have a feeling you if if uh, even if you knew it was a cops, you you may uh, go out in a blaze of glory perhaps. But me, I I mean I can see more parallels between me and Duncan because uh, you're more of a single guy. Maybe if your girlfriend, I know you have a girlfriend now, so maybe if your girlfriend was there, you'd act differently because you know you have other people there. It's different if you're uh, just a one dude alone. You're like, hey, whatever, fuck these guys blaze of glory like you know the fucking man stuff rah, rah, rah. but now if you're like a family dude you know uh I like for example i have two daughters i have a wife if the if i knew cops are breaking into my house if i somehow knew it was the cops there's no way in hell i would fight back i just wouldn't unless i knew that they were going to kill all of us there's no way I would because i know i'm going to lose that battle and i'm likely going to get my family killed in the act but now if you just break in unannounced I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm going to pick up a gun because of that, for the exact same reason, because my utmost responsibility, the thing I care about most in the world is protecting my family. So I'm going to do what I think, uh, based on the information I have, is the correct thing to protect my family. And if you don't know who the fuck is breaking into your house, someone just busts into your house unannounced, yeah, I'm going to pick up a gun. So like, on the other hand, the cops, I'm sure, will say, oh, he had a gun. Uh, but like, yeah, no shit. Like you fucking, it's, fucking your situation. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you, you banged on doors and cops, 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 which even then I'd be like, fuck you. Like, it's still my house, uh, in, in a perfect world, but we understand that like, okay, well, you know, even if we don't make it cops, even when we make it a fucking gang of 20, a, a gang of 20 marauders that want just you and they're, they're coming to the door. I would still probably put my gun down and go if it was me, if my family was there, because I'm not going to put them at harm. You know, no Maybe difference. Especially, you know, because uh, I feel terrible just because I'm so tired. I'm blanking on his name. But um, the, the kid that got shot on his fucking couch by the cops when they did the no-knock fucking warrant oh, just yeah, really yeah. recently. I'm blanking on his fucking name. I can't it's the same thing. But it's, it's the same thing with that. We're, we're people defending the cops in this situation. Like, you got to understand that both of these instances, you're talking to like a two to four second window from like, I am unconscious to chaos and like if you if any person in the world i don't care if you are a fucking green beret navy seal badass motherfucker says that you are fully aware of what the fuck is going on in your surroundings like two three seconds after you're up from a dead sleep you're full of shit nobody knows what's going on all duncan knew was there was a explosion coming from his front door and then he was getting out of bed and then someone broke his window and then he was dead and like he did there's no way you know what the fuck's going on. And that's the biggest problem with these no-knock warrants. And the fact that like the cops cope so hard that they need these when they never needed them before. Even we wanna you want to talk about Wild West, even back in the Wild West days where people were getting into mass gunfights with the cops and shit like that, there there's rarely ever stories of them busting in on somebody unannounced. They'll surround the building and tell them that they have to come out, unless there's like a crazy hostage situation or something like that. And it even it even gets brought up in um in, you know, I'm remembering his name, James Boulevard's uh, article he wrote on American Conservative that's really good. He even brings it up that Duncan 
was under surveillance for weeks before this. And it's very similar to kind of Waco as well to where like, okay, if, if Duncan's this like madman that is like a danger to everyone around him, why didn't you arrest him when he doesn't have his guns? Why don't you arrest him when he's taking his girlfriend to, to work or like out at the grocery store or at the movie theater or something? Why do you wait till four o'clock in the morning to assault his house? That's full of random civilians. And it's like, Hmm. Not and it's, it's same thing with Brianna Taylor, and a lot of people don't know Duncan and Brianna happened within 24 hours of each other, which is another reason why I feel like Duncan kind of got like swept under the wayside, despite a lot of people bringing bringing up the best they could. Didn't fit the BLM narrative. Two, yeah, you 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 have two no knock raids happening at the same within 24 hours of each other with the exact same results of just an innocent person dying and, and everything like their stories are very similar on multiple levels. And you look at it and you're, and you're like, Holy shit. And then, you know, obviously you have Rand Paul trying to put the Brianna Taylor act forward, which would ban no knock raids federally and getting like chased by Elizabeth Warren staffers and shit. So like, Oh yeah. Didn't be, so, yeah. BLM went after his ass and it's like, dude, I'm literally it, trying to yeah, help it you. Was, it was, it was, it was, it was BLM <laughs> activists that were Elizabeth Warren staffers. Yeah, I didn't know that aspect of it. It's wild. No, it yes. is nuts. It's nuts how little people actually know what's going on. Like, I get it. If you're coming from the left, I can understand some of your, like, dislike of, uh, I don't know, uh, Rand Paul. But, like, if it's, like, literally something where it's, like, he's on your side, it's pretty fucking retarded. Like literally solving <laughs> the issue at hand. Like, yeah. obviously, there's deeper issues. There's a lot more things going on. But, like, the immediate thing, person died in no-knock raids. No-knock raids are bullshit. Ban no-knock raids. Pretty A to B. But no, we need to wait until the the George Floyd Policing Act that actually gives more money to cops and gives them more bombs and guns and fucking like oh yeah. But the problem is there was a certain there was a certain contingency at that point in time that was wanting to be more focused on the on a racism aspect as opposed to which I mean sure I mean maybe there is some aspect of that to some cop related things I'm not denying that I mean people are racist out in the world and I'm sure that's going to in fact uh, affect their decisions. But at the end of the day, like. Uh, when it comes to something like a no-knock warrant, it's like, why can't we just like all agree on this, whether it's Duncan Lamp or Breonna Taylor? Like, well, that's I that's also why, why they, they, they threw Breonna Taylor under the bus. I always bring the story up, but you'll notice like slowly but surely, because it was it was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. That was this, Bri, Bri, this, that was this wave of BLM protests. And then it was just George Floyd. And randomly, like the news just stopped talking about Breonna Taylor. And I think it, it does have a lot to do of like that the, the – you know, this was a very Breonna, Breonna Taylor is a very clear cut kind of case of like, hey, this is a problem we can solve immediately. That everybody agrees is bullshit. We don't want to talk about that. We want, you know, we 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 want problems. And and also for the fact that there was a lot of people that were coming together. You know, famously like Spike Cohen from the Libertarian Party was walking around Breonna Taylor events and being like, hey, there was this kid named Duncan Lemp. We also think this is bullshit. He died the same way Breonna Taylor did. Let's solve this problem. And you had people in the like BLM group like, yeah, let's, you know, we're going to work with the Libertarian Party to end like qualified immunity and whatever. And they were like, no, that's not, no, we want, we want you to be angry. We don't want you to solve problems. That's yeah. not allowed. You know, no, be we mad. Want, we want cops to have racism training. That'll fix the problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. oh okay. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try to I, do. I, no, I acknowledge my inherent bias as I punch you in the face. <laughs> um, uh, let's. I want to touch on the body cam aspect. I don't know if you know more of that. I, I yes. know 
I believe they initially they initially were like kind of alluded to that it was a body cam, but they wouldn't release it. And then I think later they even just said something along the lines of, "Oh, there were no body cams or some yeah. shit." I, I don't the know. official story is, is Montgomery County SWAT does not carry body cams, which is fucking asinine because they're police, they're patrol officers, dude. So you're telling me you like the people who hand old ladies speeding tickets have body cams, but the people whose sole job is to shit can kick doors and kill motherfuckers don't have body cams. And and they said, like, yeah, Montgomery County doesn't have body cams, whatever. But then it came out later that there was body cams, but it was the like a incident like report kind of like person, like officer who hold jobs like go after the scene and like film everything. But the, how it's filmed and everything seems like it's really immediate because you still have all these SWAT guys standing there in full kit with rifles and everything, like still talking to his mom and everything like that. Who are you thinking if it was like just to record the scene immediately, it would have been like a little further than that? I don't know. I, I'm not an expert on that, but it is super weird. And part of me does believe that there is body cam footage and it just looks so bad that they don't ever want to show it. Oh, but sure. we'll, we'll never know because the 12 officers all are towing the party line. The sheriff and the county judge all – rubber stamped this and said everything was above board and the unbiased third party police department that they brought over which is a police department they train with and work with regularly super unbiased also cleared them of it so it's like short of fucking breaking into the place and hoping everything isn't burned or deleted i don't know if there's ever going to be answers on it you know yeah i mean i mean even if you take out the aspect that the the police departments work with each other uh, to some extent, even if it was just some police department on the other side of the, the country, it's a, it's a police department. There's going to be an inherent bias. Uh, it's kind of the idea of if you have an issue with the government, you have to go to the government to resolve the issue with the government. And I get it. People are like, oh, well, these are different departments. It's like, eh. I mean, like, yeah, you might get locked up here and there because there'll be people who are like, eh, but there's always going to be that bias uh, to some extent. Uh, and you can't, can't avoid that. Uh, I do want to touch on real quick. I think uh, the rake and breaks uh, uh, narrative you gave earlier, I do want to clarify. That was the family story, roughly, give or take, uh, I believe, or, or not. Uh, no, that, 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 the, the initial family story, the lawyer claimed that he was shot and killed in his bed. Mm-hmm. And that, like, the pressure from that eventually made it to where it came out into court that they, they admitted that the altercation, like the, the, the rounds that killed Duncan were fired from outside of the house. And they like so they laid out their timeline and everything, but they're still very vague. So if you combine all three of them together, it's like, was he killed sleeping in his bed? Well, the body cam footage of the after action shows him on the floor next to his bed with his rifle next to him. Could that have been planted? Who knows? But benefit of the doubt on that. We'll say that it is a middle ground of all of these stories. That essentially, like I said, that they they busted the door, they broke the window, Duncan woke up, what the fuck, grabbed his gun, got shot and killed. I think yeah. that's probably because I could easily see that happening without being like unduly unfair to the cops, despite like me literally wearing a shirt with a cop car on fire on it. Like I don't like these motherfuckers, but just trying to be as reasonable as humanly possible, but still, you know, re- within re- reality, that's what I think's happened. Is just they they had some insane gun ho. Fucking like we're going to we're going to take down Osama bin Laden breaching tactic on this house of of a single armed kid essentially because he was only twenty one I'm pretty sure at the time a single armed kid and you know his family in a rural like sorry in a suburb of Maryland like uber white boring crime free fucking suburb of Maryland they're gonna go take down you know, like it's so stupid it's so over the top 
and and the fact that like like you said like I'm 90% confident they just knocked on the door and they were like yo Duncan like we think you have a fucking assault rifle I almost think just just to prove a point cuz I would do this of like you think I have an assault rifle this and I just show them like semi auto you fucking clowns like you know and they just like shut the door you know I feel very confident they could have solved this with zero violence, but either there was exterior motives, they wanted to go after Duncan for a different reason, or they were just insane Maryland cops that, I mean, Maryland's a big gun grabber state. That's where uh, the same thing happened with, um, I think they're called the the Rise of the Moors or whatever, where it was like these 10 black dudes that they're just part of like this all black militia. And they were driving in full kit to go out, out in the mountains and train or something, but they had to drive through Maryland it broke down on the side of the road in Maryland. Big mistake. Maryland saw a bunch of black dudes with rifles and shit standing on the side of the road trying to fix their car. SWAT, MRAPs, fucking everything. And they're like, dude, we're, 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 we're just driving through. And yeah, they all got fucking arrested and fucked for that because Maryland is crazy. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I do want to say uh, whether the gun was planted or he actually picked up the gun is borderline irrelevant the only, to me the only difference it makes is uh, the degree of evil that, it, that this uh, event was because both are evil I'll just obviously it's a little bit more evil if he didn't pick up the gun but either way that's a natural you know masculine response uh you know if anything it's a response i think that you know society should commend uh personally like if if your instinct is to pick up a weapon the moment you feel your your family is in danger i feel like that's that's the natural reaction. And the idea that we should curb this uh, instinct is almost borderline evil, in my opinion, like to to push against that. Like, I, like this is a natural like, we, you know, in our realms, we always talk about natural law and stuff. If there is a natural law, that's about as natural as it gets. Uh, yeah. I mean, so what is yours? It's pretty. Yeah. A to B. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to reiterate because you do mention like him bringing up the gun. Uh, and there was that thing about the supposed previous conviction as a minor, which I guess they hid behind because he was a minor. That's why uh, it's not easy. It, you can't just look it up online. Uh, although, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the family kind of denied that completely. They, they, they yeah, the, fam- the family. Aware. The family denied that. The lawyer denied that. There's no record they can find out. There's no. Uh, any rec because obviously like your personal record gets scrubbed. Like I had a possession charge when I was 16 years old. That's not on my record anymore, but that still exists. Like a, a, a lawyer can look at that up to use that as evidence in a trial. Like that's still somewhere. And according to the family lawyer and, and at least like details we got from the actual trial, nobody knows this. Nobody's seen this. There's no a record of Duncan being arrested. There's no record of him being charged with anything. There's no record of him ever being in a courthouse. So it's like no way all of that just disappears because in the same way that my weed charge isn't on my record, if I go to Charlevoix County courthouse and, and have somebody dig and in, dig into my name, they're going to see that I was arrested for possession of marijuana, even though it's not on my record. And also the fact that if, if it doesn't even make sense on his face because it's like, well, he was charged as a, as a minor, for a crime that prevents him from owning a gun as a adult, an adult for what? What? My, I'm fucking up my math and it's so embarrassing. For three years, he's been an adult for three years, but he has a charge as a minor that makes him where he can't own a gun, but you also can't know what that charge is. But he's not on probation and he's not on parole, but he can't own a gun. 
what he knew, like what <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know the maryland laws i'm sure they're crazy i, I think well, what i heard was something that technically according to them he wasn't supposed to have a gun until he was in his 30s i don't know the specifics of the law i do think it's it's, it's silly because it relies on either the family and lawyer lied or Duncan somehow as a minor handled all of this court shit on his own without ever letting his family know somehow. I don't know if he was kifing the mail so they didn't see it or some shit. I, I don't know. Uh, said I'm well, going to school when he's really like, going to like court. The, <laughs> like, and the fact that the Montgomery, because he, he, ha, he, he had an entire website he ran called My Militia. He had been posting about guns for years. So the fact that the Montgomery County Police never just like, looked and was like hey this person who can't own guns is posting lots of pictures of owning guns why would you, you know like they just let him same thing he was under surveillance for like three months for what who knows he never committed any crime so why don't you just if, if he wasn't supposed to own a firearm you knew he had a fuck ton of guns and he's posting pictures online in videos with guns training at public ranges where other police officers are at, because if I remember correctly, one of the ranges he went to was like a fucking like NRA patrol, fucking certified, like police certified everything. He's going in there, he's handing his ID. Nothing comes up on the record when he buys those guns. Nothing comes up on the record that he's not bullshit. You know, like it, I just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to bring up briefly uh, the booby trap aspect of this. I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe. Uh, I'm not sure aware of the family ever corroborated it or not, but I know this was something that came from the cops that supposedly he had rigged to his door, uh, a blank shotgun shell. That way it would make like a noise. If someone opened the door, uh, make a loud bang. Yeah. If someone opened the yeah, door, so that's actually, that's in the, the released body cam footage afterwards at his back door. Cause essentially like he, it was like a staircase down to the back door. I guess, I don't know if it's like garden level or basement level into his house. He had rigged a shotgun with a blank on it essentially. And obviously okay. that didn't matter because they just went in the front door and the window, but I, that was like some like ghetto fucking home security shit. But yeah, it was not a lethal weapon or anything like that. The legality of that, I could not tell you because like it's it's not a, a, a fatal booby trap, but it's also a gun. And I feel like even if like uh, you're, you're getting weird territories, yeah. but either way, they didn't know that was there. So it really can't yeah. like, well, it's I just, not part of the warrant or anything like that. I just know that was something the cops. Uh, I don't know if I'd say they made a big deal of it, but they definitely definitely made a point to make it known, uh, which is yeah, to kind of about that too, because they initially yeah. claimed that, that at first they were just like a booby trap, which that could be anything, and then they were like, yeah. "There's a shotgun pointed at the door." It's like, "Oh God, that could have like killed his own girlfriend or something." It's like, "Oh no, it's just, it's just a fucking shotgun with a blank in it." Yeah, just makes a loud bang. <laughs> which I know Michael Malice made a great point about this, which I guess he was getting at that. Like some people were like, Oh my God, look how crazy he is. Uh, you know, like uh, he has this booby trap set up. And he's like, he literally like the booby trap he set up, like in, uh, in hindsight was like a hundred percent on point. Like, like, yeah, like I mean, obviously uh, it didn't work, but like in, in the court proceedings, it came out like, like, cause they realized like, part of the, the extreme protective order or wherever the fuck it was. What well, that like, he was he was he was paranoid. He thought the government was coming after him, and he he had a conversation with his mother about how he wanted to reinforce the doors of his house. And his mom like thought he was crazy for it. Sorry, mom. You know, not not to rub in salt in the wound or anything, but you're probably never going to watch this, so you probably should have listened to your son on that one. Oops. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, he's so paranoid. He wants to reinforce his house. You know what we should do? Raid him. 
<laughs> prove his prove all of his paranoia correct. Yeah. Um, fuck, dude. All right. Uh, one more aspect. I, I don't. I do think this is important to bring up uh, of just the story. Uh, this is in the aftermath. Uh, there was a. I don't know if it was months or how how long it was after. There was a protest at the uh, Montgomery uh, police station outside of it. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's basically confirmed. I've heard people, I may have been malice, I don't remember who, who said they legit saw, and this is some of the family said, that the cops, uh, I mean, maybe threatened, maybe it might not be the right, right word, but it basically was threatened that they would be hit with fines and such if they went. Because this was still at the, uh, this occurred, I forget what the date of all this happened, but this was basically peak March lockdown 12th. time. So Yeah, March 12, 2020. Yeah, so they, they, they were- put very similar tactics to what's going on, if you're familiar with the woman that jumped the fence at Uve and how she's being harassed by the cops and shit now. Very similar things, just idle threats. You don't want to pursue this, ma'am. You just want to keep it together, like blah, blah, blah. But then also like the fact that uh, one of the people that went to that protest was actually pulled over on the way there and had a flashbang thrown in his car, blew all of his windows out, arrested him, took all of his guns, and then he got those back like two months later because he didn't do anything wrong. The cops were just paranoid because they knew there was a bunch of armed dudes going to open carry in front of this police station, just picked one guy, fucked his world up. And then just let him go because he didn't do any. He was legally transporting everything. He wasn't threatening anybody, but they just like free. And as far as I know, uh, he never got any kind of recompense on that. He pressed charges and nothing ever came of the fact that they just pulled him over randomly and threw a fucking flashbang in his car. So the, the, the protest afterwards even had shady shit with the Montgomery PD involved with it. Yeah. Um, all right. Now let's get into a little bit of theorizing. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on why you think the cops would even do an action like this in the first place. The reason why I say this is because I, I don't, even from a cop perspective, uh, I mean, I have my own thoughts. Um, it doesn't make sense to do this because this puts them in, in, in you know, harm's way as well. Like it doesn't make sense from a, if you want to get home safe to your family why you would do something like this. I, I mean, my thoughts are, my personal opinion, this is likely some sort of, uh, you know, thing that's still lingering from, uh, not that we're necessarily out of it, the, but the, the drug war, uh, because, you know, kind of the idea of with these warrants is, you know, I, I alluded to earlier, the aspect of we don't want evidence to be taken away. So with something like drugs, that may, sort of makes sense. I still think it doesn't it still flush the Trevor down yeah, the toilet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then the idea being that like, you know, with drugs, you can flush down the toilet. Although I'd still would think it's still not worth it even then because you're still putting people in danger uh, over what some drugs. Uh, but I think that I disagree with the whole drug war in general, but even if you buy into the drug war thing, I don't think it, it's worth the juice is worth the squeeze. Uh, but uh, I guess I kind of get your thoughts. Why the fuck the cops would even do this in the first place? It makes no sense from that thing. Aside from a this is this is what we've always done type mentality, you know. Right. It just, it, no, no, not warrants in general is just to inspire. I really do think it's to inspire a sense of fear, and I think you do just have kind of yahoos that are either personally the cops are just like fuck yeah action, or the judge kind of wants to do it like a show of force and, and lies to the officers or like makes them think there's a bigger threat or whatever. Did you, who knows at this point? It doesn't make any any sense to the point where you, no, the the topic of no knock warrants is so unanimously hated that you will find even like thin blue line Reaganite conservative cops themselves being like, I don't know, I don't know if we should use this tactic. It's kind of stupid. 
And with Duncan in general, I, I like putting together the pieces and thinking about the story for two fucking years now, I really do think that what's likely is they either had a guy on the inside of the three percenters or an informant from the three percenters that was training with Duncan or whatever. And, and Duncan was on that proto fucking boogaloo shit and was talking about like, like radical shit. Like we need to fucking, we need, we need to, you know, negate the government completely. We need to, we need to fight back if they ever come from us, like some, some radical shit, shit that I say all the time, you know, and he, he, the, the informant or the agent himself thought he had this good thing and they went in and they, they, you know, talked to the fucking sheriff and they talked to the, the judge or whatever. And they thought they had this guy and they thought they were going to break in. They probably thought they were going to find bombs and guns and explosives. And this was going to be some crazy, you know, Timothy McVeigh 2.0 shit. And it turned out that I'm guessing that the informant just kind of oversold what he had and they had to desperately through the surveillance and everything kind of cover up how bad they fucked up. Because the same thing happened with the Watchmen to where, like, you know, there's multiple conversations that came out in the court of them, of, you know, people being like, I don't think we got him on anything. And the only reason way they managed to arrest him in the first place was to trick them into coming into a, a building to, to get kit and then claim that they were going there to get explosives when all they said was kit. So I, I really do think it's that thing where you just have either some judge or some some you know police investigator or something to think he's going to be the next guy on the fucking box of Wheaties from his big bus that he's going to have and it's all full of shit and it all goes to hell and now a man's dead because of it and of course they don't you know there's no accountability so that's kind of my theory about what happened yeah uh and now i do want to touch on like i alluded to earlier uh kind of touching the larger cultural context especially with you being a uh, a major boog uh, figurehead to some extent. I do think if we want to get a little bit conspiratorial, you could kind of make a case that, uh, you know, obviously a little bit of a schizoid case, but that there is some aspect of, you know, the, the boog to this and the idea that, and this is where I think there might be, like I've alluded to, there's parallels to like, you know, Waco, OKC, shit like that. Because the OKC thing, a similar thing happened with a lot of the militia stuff where they were trying to take down the, the rising militia movement at the time. That's where a lot of the conspiracies come from there. And with this, I think uh, it, from what I recall of the mo the movement at that time is the Boog movement was kind of gaining uh, traction uh, before the Duncan Lemp thing. I actually think it gained even more traction after the Duncan Lemp thing. Yeah. Although I think that was an unintended consequence. Uh, I think, that, that's, get... that's the moment that it all went kinetic before it was kind of just like a joke and like a, a signaling for like gun community where like if you know if, if somebody's making memes like that oh they're from the gun community you know like that that guy 3d prints guns whatever it turned into a movement after duncan because that first protest was i don't i don't know if you ever watched a, a project chronology which is like the documentary documentary about um anonymous where they do this very th kind of thing where like anonymous was just like shit posting on 4chan and everything until they a bunch of people showed up at the Scientology place in fucking California and protested. And there's like, okay, now we're a thing. And that's the same thing that happened with Duncan, where it went from this meme on the internet and kind of this joke about like, oh, throwing IRS employees in the Boston Hyber or whatever, to like this thing that has like a proto-uniform and a look and it's on the streets and it's real and it's actually doing things. And that was obviously like the, the you know, libertarians were very, very heavily involved in that because they had the knowledge of like the Breonna Taylor thing was going on, but then they knew about Duncan and they wanted to bring Duncan out and connect it to Breonna Taylor. And that's where you started seeing people like Spike and, and, and you know, 
videos all around the country of just these random dudes showing up with guns at protests and being like, hey, we're we want to talk about this dude named Duncan and all this connection or whatever. So like Duncan's what made it into like a thing. That's what made it go kinetic. And I feel like Duncan made people mad, but and then Brianna motivated people to go out on the streets. Because I think if, if it just happened to Duncan, there would have been no street activism. And if it just happened to Brianna, unfortunately a lot of the gun community wouldn't have come out. But it happened to both like within 24 hours. And that was like people were like, whoa, there's a problem here. And that's kind of, you know, I feel like where everything started. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they kind of, uh, if I'm going to go conspiracy, what I was kind of alluding to is the idea of they were seeing uh, possibly a growing boog movement that was organizing, and it was almost just like, well, we'll just pick them off, you know, kind of to, you know, break them up that way. And then uh, unintentionally, this one, yeah, and then it back for, backfired drastically on them, uh, and then it allowed them to make this, uh, if anything, because uh, there were definitely other situations. I can't remember any off the top of my head, but I know because I was pretty heavily in that community at that time. Oh, shit. Uh, are you there? I'm still here. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. still here. Sorry. I just need to get a drink of water. I'm trying not uh-huh. to flash my hotel room. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're good. Oh, okay. But um, uh, anyways, God, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, – fuck, I completely lost it. Damn it. You threw me off. <laughs> I thought I lost I'm you. Sorry. For a I had to drink uh, water. No, you're good. Uh. But yeah, no, like I said, they're kind of breaking it up. And then ironically, oh, I know what I was talking about. Yeah, there were there were multiple other situations that were sort of similar to the Duncan Lemp thing prior and after. But I know after the Duncan Lemp thing, that's when people started really getting organized. Because I kind of explicitly remember when I was big in that community, there was someone, I wish I could remember more of the details, but people started getting organized and getting connected and networked and fucking like had their own little group chats and this is when a lot of the weird censorship started getting crazy online. Uh, yeah, that's when the, the massive Facebook purges and shit yeah. were happening. And which ironically just made alternate channels boom like crazy because there. I remember there was one specific case. I wish I could remember more of the details, but there was some sort of thing that happened and someone sent out a call to the Boog world. Whiskey and like, Warrior. Yeah, Whiskey, Whiskey Warrior. Warrior. People, people started showing the fuck up and I think that legit scared the fuck out of the cops. So, yeah, and, that, and after that is when kind of that and the uh the uh, uh chris ledbetter situation which is another thing that went on where, where a guy was uh accusing a local police department of being a bunch of pedophiles and then they decided to raid his house and almost fucking killed him and then he you know that was another like big moment all around then and uh, yeah i think i think they 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 were I, I assume in my mind they were kind of going after like the old militia movement which is like the three percenters and the oath keepers like just like kind of like fuddy they have like cops that are part of their fucking anti-government militia, which is hilarious on its face, you know, and whatever. And then obviously you have like the the more like neo-confederate and fucking like neo-Nazi larber based dudes and shit like that. Like that's the old kind of militia movement. And now you have the new militia movement, which they fucked up and knew nothing about, which is just everyone and everything really. Like it's it's kind of insane being on on Instagram where it's a little less censored with the gun stuff and just seeing like there's all sorts of crazy new gun clubs and shit together. Like there's, uh, I follow these one people, uh, they're called, I think it's like yellow Pearl tactical or something like that. And it's just like an all Asian militia of these dudes that are just like training up and shit and like doing like roof Korean shit out in fucking California. It's like, that's the, that is the new militia movement is just all of these scattered groups of all sorts of ideologies and shit like that. And I feel like not Duncan directly, but kind of that whole thing that happened 
right before everything happened with BLM and then obviously during and a little bit after where they just overplayed their hand and fucked up really bad. And now like the gun community isn't like, it never was exclusively a right wing thing, but now it's just like, it's the gun community, you know, and they, they fucked up bad on that. So. And the beauty of our modern situation with the internet and like, you know, all the different like decentralized things we have going oh, yeah. so, on. Someone, someone brought, up, brought up Stephen Carrillo, which okay. he has a whole other fucking thing that happened. The funny so, thing is I probably know most of these things. I just don't recall all the details. Carrillo was, so was the dude who went all fucking lone wolf and shot cops out in California. Oh, yeah. I actually pretty – I'm pretty sure I was literally watching that live stream when it happened and being like, uh, I'm not commenting on this. Yeah, no, not, not. <laughs> Not not the not the smartest fucking play in the world. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was that was wild. I mean, I I I remember that one. That was a not 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 smart. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't I, I don't advocate that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, um, and he, the same dude just said he's likely a glowy, which kind of alludes to what I was just getting at. That the, yeah, there the, is a lot of weird shit with Carrillo yeah. for sure. I mean, I don't. I, that's a whole another rabbit hole to go down. Um, I don't even know if Carrillo himself was a glowy, but there is like an interesting detail of that case of he was supposed to go out with like four other dudes and they all talked him into doing it and then backed out the last minute and he went out with himself and all of those guys just disappeared. It's yeah. like, hmm, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah. Odd how that keeps happening, but who knows? We'll, we'll never yeah, know. Corrales guys, might... I'm having mental health issues and my life is going to shit. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, guess what you should like, do. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's another, that's a whole other thing. Maybe Carrillo was just fucking off his rocker and he saw yeah. boot shit and talking about fucking, yeah. you know, shooting, shooting cops or whatever and just went and did it. That's yeah. also possible. Who knows? There's, but, everything's so squirrely nowadays. The, the point I was getting at with that, and it kind of perfectly leads into it. I think the old tricks that, uh, you know, this once again, this brings up to the OKC, because the big thing with the OKC is they kind of tried to use Timothy McVeigh to paint the whole militia movement as racist. And a lot of these, of these same tricks, you know, even like glowies too, aren't working today in this modern – I mean, they work to some extent. You always have those certain people out there, just like WWE fans who still buy into the bullshit – um, but like, and, and you know, just like a perfect, uh, met parallel with, uh, WWE as time, time goes on, less people do. Uh, but then uh, conversely, the people who do like it seem to buy into it even more. Uh, but uh, even though they kind of deep down know it's a, it's just a game, but either way, uh, point being is like, say with the Timothy Vey thing, they try to paint it as racist or, or with the glowies. It just doesn't work in this modern context because too many people have too many ways of seeing through the bullshit. Say with the racism, I brought you up. I just did on my OKC episode. I actually brought you up that like you're to some extent sort of a figurehead of the boog movement. And it was like people try to paint it. There was a period of time where they were really trying to push it as racist. And you're like, dude, um, like – this dude's like pretty goddamn lefty. Uh, like. yeah, the, first time, the first time literally anybody ever heard of us was was in fucking uh, in in Virginia at the state capitol marching with fucking BLM seven five seven against gun control on on rally day. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, it, it, you, I think the biggest example of their tricks not working anymore is the Wolverine Watchmen thing. Boy, did that go the fuck away. Boy, did that stop getting talked about. Boy, Gretchen Whitmer been real quiet lately after that one dropped, after all those guys were acquitted, no charges, because it was all bullshit. And the fact that like people hounded on that case and like BuzzFeed News was hounding on that case and calling it bullshit. It's like, ooh. Yeah. ooh. And even now, like, Obviously, anytime there's a school sh school shooting, 
you obviously have like people on the right that are like fed, glowy, fed as well. It's all not blah blah blah. That you expect. But I remember like I got a notification of that Jimmy Dore was talking about it. And I click on and I'm like, this is probably gonna be some gun control stuff, whatever. Like I love Jimmy, but he's still like that kind of fucking Bernie left sort of like so, you know, anti-gun socialist, not even like cool, radical armed commie, like kind of thing. And even he was primarily talking about the cops fucking up and how many there's so many weird things about this case. And I'm like, bro, this is all falling apart on him. This is all falling apart on him so fast. Yeah, I mean, you look at shit like, uh, was it a Ray Epps from the the January 6th thing? The dude who was like, come on, let's go in, guys. And it's like, and then almost immediately, everyone there is like, fed, 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 like at the rally, making fun of him. And it's like, and, you know, once again, to bring up Timmy McVeigh, apparently he was going to all sorts of militia stuff and trying to get in with the militia people and with his white supremacy. And like, I guess he was trying to sell masks and shit. And like, pretty much all the militias were like, Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. But now well, this that's, modern that's context, that's you see in real time, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing that happened with the Viper Militia in Arizona, which is a story a lot of people have kind of forgot about. But I, I highly recommend anyone watching this, go look up the story of the Viper Militia. Because it's the same thing to where they were going after this militia in Arizona, and they had the Fed, like, infiltrate and become a member. And they had him try to get them to vote to add mind conf and like shit like that to their official literature so many times despite getting voted down unanimously that it almost blew his cover it was literally in the court trial of the fbi agent being like bro i you need to get i need i need to stop trying to get them to accept the nazi shit my cover is gonna get blown because these dudes were like no we're just like a gun club out in the arizona desert that's just like shooting rifles bro we're not about any of that shit but the feds were trying to push it on them and that's official that is janet reno and the fucking arizona atf all in the 90s and everything like that running around these militias trying to get them into nazi shit because all feds are nazis and all nazis are feds yeah and these, these are things like i mean if you're someone who's not familiar haven't gone down the wormhole in these things we sound probably sound like crazy people right now but i'm telling you you do your research and these aren't even things that are like – like I mean, sure, some of the things we said today are debatable, but there are precedents for these things. Like uh, to bring up Timothy McVeigh again, PatCon. Uh, that was literally a – in the aftermath, you found out there was a fucking uh, deep-fed operation that's been fucking admitted to that where they would take people, you know, PatCon, Patriot. I forget what the con stands for, uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, probably like con, like conning someone. But they would take, you know – uh so-called patriots and, and infiltrate these movements there's been multiple operations going going to the black panthers and literally trying to convince like run around and say they were knocking up celebrities to ruin their reputation and if anyone was like too popular with with the panthers they would slander them or whatever and they'd write fake letters back and forth to try to get the panthers to break up that's all public record there's cia white papers that you can read on that that's not a fucking conspiracy so it's like yeah. jesus Christ. yeah and it's like and you can go even further down the wormhole you have operation northwoods where it was like during kennedy's time where they were talking about doing fucking false flag or attacks on on the american people to influence war with cuba and that, that got broken up. It's been admitted. MK Ultra, like all these crazy things that you're like, no, they'd never do. And I'm like, I'm it's not my favorite. It's my favorite lefty meme ever. It's probably the best lefty meme ever where it's like crazy, like Alex Jonesian conspiracy theorists. And it's like intergalactic vampires and blah, blah, blah. And it's all there. You just got to look into it. And then there's like, then there's like uh, a fucking 
actual conspiracies. Yeah, the CIA admitted to it. Here's the papers where they just said they did it. And it's like, yeah, that's all this shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I'm not even saying to immediately every time something crazy happens, to go, oh, feds. But I also at the same time am saying don't just throw that uh, hypothesis out the window because it's always a possibility. And so if you don't ever just be like, oh, you're a whack job, like obviously you should probably look for some sort of supporting evidence and even then maybe be smart about it. Not immediately. Like I even through this out this episode, I've tried to be, uh, you know, uh, fair and be like, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not, but it's always something you should be open to because it's, it's not, it's if you think your government's above it, they fucking aren't. So, and they've no. done it before. So, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, uh, if you want to kind of wrap it up, because I do have yeah, to go to back to bed to work twelve hours tomorrow. Yeah, I was literally about to to do a fucking uh, transition to that. So, with that, uh, unless you have anything else to add to the uh, Duncan Lemp thing, or just you know the larger uh, kind of context of it in general. Uh, if not, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap. And, uh, oh, yeah, well, I, I think now I wish I could hit on it more, but I'm obviously like banned off of everything. I think with the red flag and everything, this is this is the moment where this story needs to really come alive again. And I think people really need to get moving on it and definitely like LP Mises people like you own the fucking major party platform. Start tweeting about Duncan and connecting to the red flag thing. Start bringing this up. Start getting Malice to talk about it again and Luke Wachowski to talk about it again and Tim Pool to get brought because it is a, a, a case study and how red flag law like warrants can go horribly wrong in the worst kind of ways. And obviously, like it, it is somebody there's there's the non-meta part of it of this is somebody who needs justice, this is somebody who was murdered by the state over bullshit that committed no crimes and hurt nobody, didn't even commit a bullshit government crime. Like literally, even by their own metrics, he had done nothing illegal. And he is dead now because of it. So obviously there's that, but there is also the meta around this of like this, how he died is something they're trying to pass federally. And it's something that even a lot of Republicans are behind. I mean, people talk about DeSantis in Florida all the time. Florida is, I think, third in red flag warrants that have like, I think they have like a 97% approval rate on confiscating people's firearms in Florida that get a red flag warrant. Right behind Maryland where Duncan died. So, like, I think I, I, this story needs to be used as a weapon a lot more, and his name needs to be in a lot more people's mouths when discussing stuff about red flag warrants and and making sure not only this shit doesn't pass, but also convincing, like, the cop-loving fucking normal GOP Republican types of, like, you think this is a good idea. It's not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my, my closing statements on it. And uh, yeah. otherwise, for plugging all my stuff, I don't have anything to plug anymore. I have a T-shirt store. Where I sell stuff like this and stuff like this, that's conspira-t.com. And that is the only place on the internet I exist anymore. So, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. And like you said, I mean, this is actually what, you know, brought me to do this is because when the red flag stuff came in, it came up, I was like, huh, Duncan Limp. And I actually thought, I was like, part of me was like, I don't know if I should do it because I felt like it was going to be oversaturated. But like I mentioned in the beginning, I was really surprised how little content, even from the heyday of Duncan Lemp, there was. And I think it's even more pertinent now than it was then. So I do think there needs to be a push. I will. I've already alluded to a little bit. I think uh, maybe, maybe not. There may be more to come. More content on my end. I don't want to say too much. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I will say uh, a little bit uh, more of a perspective of someone on the ground. Wink, wink. Possibly. I hope, hope not. I mean, I hope so. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I do want to say though too, another great part of the Duncan Lemp thing is like, I know we talked about fed shit kind of, especially towards the end, 
but you don't even need Fed shit for this story at all. Like, you don't need any Fed crazy involvement. This is fully explainable just by incompetence and or just, you know, the evil of the system of the, you know, of what it is. So we don't need all that extra stuff. And this is a perfect example of how red flag laws are shit. And, you know, and then no knock warrants as well. Kind of those are basically almost one and the same, like the, and how they go wrong. And the idea of that, it's just going to be used as like, oh, so-and-so is going to shoot up a school or so-and-so is, you know, might hurt himself or others. And we need to take away his guns. That's, I mean, theoretically, if you could somehow manage to only make it that, uh, I mean, this is the same idea as like minarchy. Like, oh, if we could only keep it here and they only did the things we wanted to do, that'd be fucking great. And the, it's the same thing red flag laws. Like, to some extent. Have you ever seen the Chia, the Chia Pet Minarchy meme where it's like, now preserving Minarchy, it just keeps <laughs> fucking growing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, with that, uh, you can find, this is a No Way Jose show. You can find me on YouTube, All Major Auto Packagers, Odyssey. If you do want to follow me on Twitter, I don't even know if this Twitter will be still existing by the time this episode goes public, uh, at Senor Jose 2020. I will say a Senor. I didn't put a little squiggly thing over there. So it's S-E-N, so you don't have to do that. Senor. Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Facebook as well if you want to be able to keep in contact with me at other places. Uh, like I said, it's just Jose Galison or my page is No Way Jose. Uh, give me money at patreon.com, just No Way Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Like I said, I, I got me and Magnus both got nuked off Twitter, so share, share, share. Uh, I really would appreciate uh, you guys to share this content. I, I, help I see that it. in the comment, by the way, and it does tickle my fancy, and I'm very <laughs> amused. Thank you. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, Magnus might like that too much. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, like me and him would probably react very differently to it. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, if I did, if I didn't know it was cops, but I think if me and Magnus knew it was cops, me and him may act. Very There's, differently. It's like one of my favorite memes ever, where it's like it's like a it's an actual story where it's like a, a man shoots two home home invaders that were dressed as the FBI, and and like it's like two people, it's like three people reacting. It's like. How did he know there was FBI? Well, thank God that he wasn't robbed. And then it's like the shooter's like FBI. Well, so he was like home invaders. I just thought they were the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, my, you guys share this, please. Uh, my reach has been like very called uh, with the, with a Twitter thing. I had a decent sized following. Uh, so I will, I do appreciate any shares, uh, you know, especially then subscribes, whatever, but I more or less just want to get content like this out, especially, uh, you know, this, the Duncan lamp, and then uh, like my OKC one, I think those are both very important stuff that I'm touching on. I do want to do more stuff like this. So if you guys know any people who are like experts on, I don't know, Breonna Taylor or whatever, I'm, I'm open to stuff like this. I want to start moving could, a little bit I more. Could out try, of huh? I could try to get a hold of like the main dude who was running all of the events in, uh, in Louisville and see if he could, because he, he knows Kenneth Walker. He was like homies with like everybody. Oh, Maybe yeah. he can have him conversation because that'd be very interesting. Yeah. I kept that's another thing that's kind of dead and no one talks about anymore. Yeah, no, that'd be a good one. I'd like to bring, I really, uh, I feel like the Kenneth Walker aspect got very overlooked. And I, I kept wanting to bring it up in this episode, but it didn't seem natural because the Kenneth Walker aspect is pretty crazy too. Because a lot of people forget like, it wasn't just Brianna, like his, 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 her old, her the dude cops tried to put him in, in yeah. prison for life for defending himself. Yeah. For defending himself against people who just killed his old lady. <laughs> so, you know, it's almost like to some extent, like Duncan Lemp, if the roles were reversed and uh, his old lady got killed and, you know, I, I can only imagine if, if they somehow left him in a capability to be able to fight back and they killed his old lady, it'd be a, it'd be a different story. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, yeah, I appreciate having me on. I'll definitely yeah. talk to you. I need to get fucking. I need to start giving people like my signal number or something, so they can actually contact me. We all get banned. But uh, yeah, I appreciate having me on. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody listening. And I hope something positive comes out of this. But black pilled. So <laughs> y'all have a good night. I appreciate, bud. I'll let you go. Uh, and with that, I appreciate everyone who came, and we are out.